Hi, I'm Holly. <laughs> Hi, I'm Danielle. And you're listening to what the fuck is our show called? The Spooky Horror. <laughs> A mess. A fuck it. So You're when I want to go start to it. us still for some reason. For <sighs> some reason you are still here. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, but I have no room on my laptop, so I have to use a external drive to like save all our shit. No no no, you know and how. Don't don't lie to the people. We just talked about this. No, yeah, so but when I went to go start it, it like froze my computer because it's the hard drive had to like kick back on. Oh and so that's what like froze and that's why I fucked up so bad. But she downloaded Sims, and that's why she has no room. It's like yeah. that. Have you seen the um the post where the girl turns on her laptop and it just like blows at her? Yeah. It's like when you're starting up Sims with all your mods and expansion packs. It's so true. It is I fell so down true. Uh, a rabbit hole of like I I guess they're TikToks, but they're reels on Instagram of like people customizing their Sims homes and stuff, and yeah. like all the hacks they used to do it. And I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to try it because usually I just do a big square box, and they all just live in this big square box because I don't know how to like do. I'm not good at it, but I watched a whole bunch of videos. I'm like, shit, I want to make like an artistic home. It's going to be. It's going to have a floor plan. I might do a loft. I learned how to do a loft. Ooh, that's fun. I like that. Yeah. So look at that. Thanks, TikTok. That's what I do with my spare yeah. time. <laughs> Welcome to being 30. <laughs> 30 is great. I don't even give a shit. I'm having a great time. I mean, my favorite thing about this whole thing is just like, we can't afford a house. So like we have Sims. We're this just going to build one. Yeah. <laughs> on we'll, just pre- we'll, we'll just pretend we have money and that's where our <laughs> life is. I'm not going to lie. My, my last, so I usually do, I don't usually do families. I usually do roommates because I find it more dramatic. But our, um, my, my last one I did, I made the one girl look like me and the one girl look like you. Stop like, it, really. <laughs> Now you have to get that cottage expansion pack so we can have like cows and chickens. Oh my gosh, we get cows and chickens deal. Yeah. Because yep. our dream is to win the lottery and live together, which I keep trying really hard. And Yeah. I make Stuart try. He, he's family. <laughs> the other day, the guy he's in like, the corner I won. store. Sorry, go he, ahead. And Stuart was just like, I won. And I was like, oh my God. And he's like, $2. I was like, oh, great. Get much. out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to the corner store and I asked for the six forty nine. And after I paid, he's like, oh, shit, did you say 649? I was like, yeah. He's like, I gave you Lotto Max. And I looked and I was like, eh, fuck it. I was like, as long as it's the winner. He's like, it is. I know it is. Liar. Now we can sue him. Liar. <laughs> I wonder if you could because he technically gave you the wrong one. Because you could be like, I could have won 649. I don't know. Could is you? anybody a lawyer? Do we have any lawyers? <laughs> yeah. I don't think lawyers listen to us. Yeah, I don't think so. They'd probably be like so sick of us by now. So. <laughs> um but yeah that's i don't have anything else to share this week just sims and desperately trying to win the lottery <laughs> yeah i don't, literally don't have i went to a cottage on the weekend that was lovely and then, oh it looked so nice did uh, it rain was it, it rainy rained, yeah but it rained it, a lot but they had um, it probably was so nice though it was so lovely like Stuart got to watch his hockey game and that's Elise, all that matters the leaves fucking made it guys so oh yeah wild. dude we were silent for like a full like probably like three minutes of just like staring at the tv like what yeah carl was like i was waiting for like the panthers to challenge or not the panthers uh lightning to challenge it yeah they he's um, like i didn't want to cheer and then have them challenge it and then we were all just like did that happen like well we were like playing cards 
And because River was in bed at this point, we're just sitting in the cottage playing cards. And it was the overtime. And I was like, oh, Stuart, did you want to watch it? And he's like, no, no, like, we'll just play. Like, he's like, I'm not expecting anything. And then I heard like, the, like someone score. And I looked at it. I was like, did the Leafs just score? So it's like they did. And we, we just sat there staring at the TV. Yeah. Like, so awkward, like silence. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it was silent for like three minutes. And then Chad was like, they did it? Like a question mark? <laughs> not like a statement. Not like a cheer. Like a question mark. Yeah. That's fucking. I mean, we're probably going to lose to the Panthers now, though. But like, whatever. Honestly, it's fine. It, it still feels good. I mean, it doesn't, though, because like it's annoying. Like I'm I did. I tried to, like, be happy for them, but I just don't give a fuck. You know what I, I mean? I can't get excited. I was talking to Carl about it earlier. I cannot, unless they're in, like, the finals and it's, like, you know, they're about to win the cup, I will not be excited because I don't trust them. <laughs> Even if they won the cup, I don't think I'd be excited. I think I'm just, like, a whole new human. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't see the... I kind of get this I get this weird thing watching sports and even sometimes concerts as much as I love concerts it's like these people are making million dollars to shoot a puck yeah that's exactly it yeah and there's people that don't have a roof over their heads so I get like a weird thing but I think because it's the Leafs and because it's been so long I think I'd still be hyped if they won the cup I think I'd still I always said I'd get a tattoo if they did it I don't know how serious I would uh like a leaf tattoo or just like a tattoo in general yeah Oh my god, if you do yeah. that, honestly, I would make fun of you every single day for the rest of your life. Yeah, I always said that, but I didn't think they'd make it past round one, so I don't know how serious I was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those, like, I know this is never going to happen, so I'm just going to yeah, say it. Yeah, now that if they get closer, I just start sweating, like, fuck. You're like, god damn it. Start betting against them. <laughs> Guys, so if they, want, if they win the cup, I will literally pay for Holly. <laughs> <laughs> just so she could shit talk me for the rest of our lives absolutely to- i mean i, I don't will know anyways, what i would get but... i would i think i would like cop out and just do like a little blue leaf like not with like the the, the sim like the tml or whatever like you have to get like the year they won ew like a you have to tat. if i'm paying for it <laughs> yeah. just do a whole back piece fuck just it, do it. Like, whatever. <laughs> you know what's crazy so Oops, last sorry i bit... hit the mic because there was a bug <laughs> you I'm hit the wrong thing <laughs> that's so funny i'm keeping that in oh. um it's so funny because they're like talking about the last time the leafs won the cup guys my mom wasn't even alive that's the sad. last time they won 67 yeah. yeah yeah my mom was not alive i think it i think it was long enough that my dad said he didn't remember it my dad was seven he was years like, old <laughs> i think my dad was probably like 10 i think yeah uh, yeah that's sad that's yeah, my, sad. My mom was born in '69. So. <laughs> in the oh no, it wasn't <laughs> the summer. No, it was not. That's not. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I think that's like pretty much all. I went to a cottage. It was lovely. Now I'm back in and it's not the suburbs, and it's not lovely. It looked so nice up there. It was so nice, and the the owners were so nice. So did you meet them? Well, no. Oh, just there. via like chat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was not at a cottage. I was still in the suburbs, miserable. <laughs> I'm going Just up north at the miserable. end of the month, though. Like, hella north. Like, as That's north as you can get in Ontario. <laughs> Is it two weeks or three weeks away? Two weeks uh, so, it depends on how you count it. So, if you count it from the Friday, it's two weeks. But if you count it from the Monday, then it's two weeks and a bit. Because, like, Friday is technically our last working day, but we don't leave till Monday. Well, Friday. So, we'll do two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. A yeah um oh we record the day before oh that's fine i'm not doing anything 
Um, that worked out really well. I'm looking at a calendar. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to Sault Ste. Marie for a week, which is not my ideal vacation, but you, you know what? Sometimes Yo, you're, you're going to make north. do. That's all that matters. <laughs> you're in the north. Yeah, we're going to try to do hikes and stuff. I did not you buy can... hiking shoes yet. I will. You can see the stars. <laughs> yeah. That's always my favorite part is as soon as you can not see fucking city lights. Mm-hmm. We went... Um, Okay, one more story, and then we'll get into the episode. (laughs) But that's why I don't mind living here, because you can see the stars. We're just outside of, like, the city lights, so you can see all the stars, and it's it's lovely, but it's getting busy. My favorite was um, Presqu'ile Park. There's, like, a big opening in the trees, Mm -hmm. so you have, like, all the trees in, like, a circle around you, and then just, like, the most stars you've ever seen in your life. It sounds like the most UFO (laughs) place ever. Were you not with us after prom? Were you not no. with us? Oh, no. I thought you came with us. Um, was it Steph's birthday? Yeah. Oh, I didn't no. go then. Yeah, you did, did go? Yeah. Yeah. She just doesn't remember. <laughs> no. That's the time the bug flew in my mouth and I puked on my pants at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even fun. remember my original story. Stars are cool. Did you puked on her pants? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. We're going to get into the episode now. <laughs> Again, uh, why are you guys still here? Um, so for those of you who have not heard yet, BuzzFeed is no longer. BuzzFeed is officially going under. I, I learned that. Like the um, website as a whole? Yeah. Like the app and everything? Uh, yeah. As far wow. as, as. I Don't quote me on it because I only saw like the, the headline. They're going bankrupt or something like that. But as far as I know, they're shutting down everything so mm-hmm. i don't know how i'm supposed to work anymore when i can't do quizzes to find out like what type of pancake i am and shit but, um <laughs> i am dead serious about you? that like that gets me through the day um but i got this case from one of their articles so shout out buzzfeed we'll miss you i guess i mean they treated their their staff pretty shitty but as a whole i love buzzfeed surprised, to be honest i didn't yeah, they know like, that that's crazy yeah uh but they were like really shitty to their staff that's why a lot of them left and did their own thing because they would like mm steal the rights to their episodes and stuff like that like they're oh, that's annoying yeah um so boo buzzfeed i guess um so uh it was a whole list of like all these strange uh unsolved disappearances and i'm actually probably going to co- cover a couple over the next few weeks because a lot of them are really cool so th- thanks buzzfeed um but today we're going to talk about the disappearance of amy lynn bradley um, on March 21st, 1998, 23-year-old Amy Lynn Bradley and her family took off on a Royal Caribbean International cruise ship headed... To- I forgot to look up how to say this. I want to say it's Curacao <laughs> is the Let's island. Go with it. Sounds um, right. It has the little C with the little underneath accent. Oh, the so- little accent? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That fancy um, place. So the family was uh, actually on the cruise to celebrate Amy. She was about to graduate from university and she landed a full-time job and everything. So they took her on a cruise to celebrate. My parents would never. Um, I was like, my parents, like, I mean, that's, I dropped out of college twice, but. My mom didn't even want to go to my college graduation. Yeah. (laughs) I had to make her go. Mine, my parents bought me a motorcycle, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Never mind, I take that Good back. call, good call. Yeah. <laughs> um, two days into the cruise, Amy and her younger brother, Brad, uh, went to the ship's nightclub for a night of partying. They stayed out super late, partying with members of the ship's band. Um, Brad returned to the family's cabin at 3.35 a.m., and Amy was about five minutes behind them. Uh, Sorry, who's the- Brad? Her 
her little brother. brother. Okay. Um. So this was all logged on the ship's door system. I guess it like clocks their access cards, so they have like a track of like when she entered her um room. Okay. What do you call that room? Room. Um. Cabin. Cabin. I wrote it there. Um, so Brad and Amy sat out on the balcony together chatting for a bit and he finally went to bed just before 5 a.m. Which that made my stomach turn when I read that, to be honest. Oh, God. Um, Amy stayed behind falling asleep on the lounge chair. Their father, Ron, woke up about 5.15 and saw her in the chair. Um, around 6 a.m. when he looked out on the balcony again, Amy was gone. She had vanished within 45 minutes. Um, Ron did a quick loop of the ship before waking up the rest of the family to tell them that amy was missing they reported it to the crew as well but they were like the least helpful so the the family asked if they could make an announcement to keep the guests on board until they found amy because they were about to like make depart port yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. um go out for the day so they wanted to keep everyone on board in case you know amy was with someone against her will kind of thing yeah um but they refused to do that at 7.50 a.m., they docked and left, uh, let the guests off. As they were exiting the cruise ship, the crew finally made the announcement as people were leaving, asking Amy to report to the main desk. Obviously, Amy never arrived, so the official search by staff started at 12.15 in the afternoon. Jesus Christ. So it's uh, over six hours at this point. Um, so the family believes that this lack of response is a large part of the reason that Amy is still missing today. Um, we'll get into that a little bit because they there's rumors that the crew's staff is involved. Um, so the I didn't look up this either. The Netherlands Antilles Coast Guard launched a four day search uh, once they were finally alerted. So this is like the official Coast Guard police people. Um, that search ended on March 27th with no signs of Amy. The initial conclusion was that she had jumped overboard, committing suicide. Her family denied <sighs> these claims and no body was ever located. Um, there was also very little evidence in this case as well, which made things even more difficult. All they really had to go on was a couple of eyewitness sightings of, uh, Amy the morning of her disappearance. So two women said they saw her at the elevator that morning and several other people spotted her with one of the band, uh, one of the band members, like the night before a man named Alistair Douglas, who for some reason went by the name yellow. Um, (laughs) don't they have like cameras on board too yeah so i was just gonna say there was video footage of the two dancing together that night at the club uh but yellow told police that he left the party at 1 a.m a couple hours before amy um although security footage would uh, determine he was lying so he was seen in the hallways after 1 a.m but not with amy so they couldn't really tie him to anything um but like why lie why lie exactly uh so like i mentioned the case did eventually grow cold and amy still has not been found to this day however in the years following her disappearance there have been several alleged sightings uh, of her which spawned a theory that she was kidnapped and brought into a sex trafficking operation um i wrote the same line twice so did she fall asleep on like the the chair on the deck like yeah outside outside okay and um like in the room yeah and i think her dad said the door or yeah the door was still closed so either she came in closed the door and went about her business or like she could have fallen overboard or something but i don't i don't really think so um sorry i wrote the same line like three different ways for some reason (laughs) so give me a second (laughs) so what happens when you write when you're half awake um so yeah so first off like i said there were several rumors about the staff on board the cruise ship uh so yellow was sketchy but he wasn't the only one there was a waiter uh in one of the ships 
sorry, let me say that again. There was a waiter in one of the ship's restaurants who kept making unwanted advances towards Amy. He would approach her and uh, even ask her family members multiple times if he could take her out to a restaurant on the shore. This restaurant was called Carlos and Charlie's. And if that sounds familiar to some of you, it's because that was the last place that Natalie Holloway was seen before her disappearance. Ooh. Isn't that wild? The same restaurant. Yeah. Um, So she, uh, Natalie Holloway, for those who don't know, she was reported missing in 2005 and was never found. Same kind of thing. She went away on vacation, disappeared without a trace. Um, So Amy's dad jokingly asked Amy if she would go get drinks with this guy. And she replied, quote, I wouldn't go and do anything with any of those crew members. They give me the creeps. Um, There was also a photographer on the cruise ship, kind of like how like Wonderland when they like make you take pictures every 10 seconds that cost $100. Yeah. Um, So there was one of those on the ship and he had taken several pictures of the family. But when they went to retrieve the prints to like sort of piece together a timeline of where Amy could have been, there was no photos of her printed out at all. So this led the family to believe that someone had taken them all before they got there. Um, I also thought maybe the photographer was sketchy and kind of like destroyed them as like evidence or something. Like maybe Mm -hmm. he was involved in her disappearance. Um, So on to the sighting. So there was several sightings of Amy uh, like post her disappearance. Um, In August 1998, two tourists claimed to have spotted Amy lounging on the same beach as them. They claimed that they recognized Amy because of her tattoos. Uh, She had a Tasmanian devil with a basketball on her shoulder, a sun on her lower back, and a Chinese symbol on her right ankle, and a a lizard around her belly button, which is like, God bless her, the most 90s tattoo situation I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, that's like the 90s. (laughs) I I kind of love it. Um, So these, uh, the witnesses say that she was with two men and that she looked, quote, desperate to get their attention. Um, in 1999, a member of the U.S. Navy reported that a woman in a brothel claimed to be Amy and asked for his help. She allegedly told him she was being held against her will, but the officer didn't report it because he didn't want to get in trouble for being in a brothel. Because I was, was still... just about to ask, was he like willingly at this brothel or was he? Oh, definitely. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, he only came forward with a tip after he retired, uh, but he didn't really have any like supporting evidence. It was just an eyewitness report. Um Later that same year, the family received an email from a man named Frank Jones, who said he was a former Navy SEAL as well. He told them that he'd seen Amy being held hostage by Colombian men in a like a housing complex. Uh, he solidified his story by describing her tattoos and also mentioning a song that Amy's mother used to sing to her. Um, he told them that because of his standings in the Navy, he was able to help them launch like a formal investigation over the next few months. He allegedly did just that while accepting payments from the family, totaling over $210,000. Holy fuck. He told them that they were going to take on a rescue mission to recover Amy and that he would phone them uh, with the good news. But that call never came. The whole thing was a scam. Oh yeah. And in 2002, Frank Jones was sentenced to prison for fraud. Um, so unfortunately that lead was no no good. Um in 2005 a one, a woman named Judy Morer claimed that she saw Amy in a store in Barbados. According to this woman, Amy walked in with three men who were quote threatening her to follow through on a deal, like telling her she has to hold up her end of a deal. Um at one point the men left her alone and in that brief moment Amy told the woman her name and asked for help. Uh she even told her she was from Virginia and she was taken and all this stuff. Uh the men returned and forced Amy out of the store and Judy reported the incident right away and even helped the police create composite sketches of the men. Um unfortunately that lead didn't go anywhere either. 
Uh, in November 2005, Amy's parents were featured on the Dr. Phil show uh, to bring awareness to their case. On the show, they announced that they received a photo in an email that showed a woman looking, quote, distraught and despondent. And this woman resembled Amy. Um, the the image is readily available if you want to search it out. But it's it's not, like, sexually explicit, but she's posing in a suggestive manner. So, I guess, caution if you want to Google this case. Um so the image was found by a member of a volunteer organization that was dedicated to bringing uh, victims of sex trafficking home. So this person was looking for sex trafficking victims, stumbled across this image, and was like, holy shit, I recognize this as the missing girl. Um, so this member said that the woman was identified as Jazz, who was a, quote, sex worker in the uh, Caribbean. Um, I say, quote, because if Amy, if this woman was actually Amy and she was being trafficked, this does not classify as sex work that is trafficking Mm -hmm. um so unfortunately the picture didn't bring them any new leads although it did give them hope that amy was still alive in 2010 a jawbone was found on a beach in aruba um originally investigators tried to link this bone to natalie holloway i think she went missing from aruba so i think that's why they went with that lead first uh but no connection can be made in that case uh for some reason that is beyond me the investigation into the jawbone stopped there despite amy's case and nine other missing women who were vacationing in the area um, no DNA testing was done, but they were able to tell that the jawbone was from a Caucasian woman. Um, so at this, this time, there was 10 open missing women cases, all the same thing. Tourists who traveled to the Caribbean and went missing. And they were just like, meh, toss the jawbone out. Why wouldn't you, like, at least try? Like, there's no harm in it. Police are going to police. I mean, everywhere um, police are shit. Yeah. Um, On March 24th, 2010, 12 whole years after her disappearance, Amy Lynn Bradley was declared legally dead. As of 2021, when these articles were written, the FBI and the Bradley family were still actively investigating and offering financial rewards for tips and information. Uh, The FBI is offering $25,000 and the Bradley family is offering $50,000 for information or $250,000 for information that leads to her safe return. Um, if Amy were to be found alive today, she would be 49 years old. So that's Holy like her moly. whole life. Yeah, I was going to say. Potentially being held against her will. Um, I, I kind of lean towards the sex trafficking theory because it seems to be a pattern. Yeah. Of tourists being i mean I, I guess we can't say being taken because we didn't see her being taken so tourists disappearing theory, yeah um i i did look at the picture i can't tell just by looking at it if it's her like her hair is different and like her face is kind of turned away from the camera and stuff but her family thought it looked like her enough to think it was her so i don't know i would hope that she's alive still i, I don't hope know so but, like, with all of, like, the witnesses and, like, seeing her, like, at first I was, like, maybe she just fell off the boat. Maybe she was drunk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, leaned over and just, like, who knows. But with all those, like, witness reports, I kind of lean towards that. Yeah. it's It sounds about right. And, like, the tattoo thing. Like, I know 90s tattoos everybody had, but the, the placement and everything matched up. So I yeah. I personally think she was taken into trafficking. And, like, honestly, no offense, but with, like, those tattoos, I don't think there would be another person with the exact same <laughs> tattoos in the same spots. It just wouldn't I don't happen. know. The 90s were about that. Everybody had, like, the belly uh, like Tweety Bird. And like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a time. I'm so glad I was not old enough to be tattooed back then. Right? 
but uh yeah that's sad hopefully they do at least find like answers because yeah because i for me like closure is always the most important like i couldn't imagine just not knowing for yeah I, however many years it's been at this point over 20 years just not knowing either way yeah wild but yeah so I'm probably going to cover a, a few of these cases that I found on BuzzFeed because a lot of them I hadn't heard of and a lot of them are like this where it's just like completely unexplainable. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have fun with that. I mean, not fun, but like... We're going to talk you about know, it. We're going to talk about it. You're going to give all the information that you can so people are aware of it. So if they go on vacation, they can look for these people. It made me never want to go on a cruise ever. Like, I it would made never me go on a cruise so paranoid. Place, but... Sometimes I think about it because you get to hit more than one spot for the same cost but no thank you um i'm also claustrophobic so (laughs) yeah no i wouldn't like that and also like i don't want to (laughs) die like especially like even like falling off and like falling in the water and drowning that's not how i want to go no and it's like embarrassing everybody's watching you like (laughs) yeah or like get eaten by a shark like it's embarrassing i don't want to go in an embarrassing way like yeah right you're just sitting there struggling for like air and everyone's just like wow <laughs> everybody's like screaming and looking at you like no yeah. like that's how i want to go yeah no i agree <laughs> and um, on that pleasant note <laughs> let's get into some spookies let's get spooky uh so we're going to talk about the riverview hospital which is a fun oh name. is this the one that someone asked for yeah so it was actually a recommendation by Haley. Uh, I just want to start it off with one. I absolutely love how the way she spells her name. And two, uh, thanks for providing this week's topic because it made my life <laughs> <feel> easy. <laughs> how does she spell it? H uh, A I L E. Oh, cute. It's fun. I like it. Um, so in 1904, the province of good old BC, so British Columbia for the people that don't live here or don't. One know. of two spots that Danielle will cover episodes from. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, true. It's very true. <laughs> Um, purchased about a thousand acres for construction of this hospital Uh, they decided to construct a new hospital because the royal hospital in victoria was converted um, into a facility for mental health problems in 1876 but due to overcrowding ended up being just like closed down and all the patients were moved to the province asylum for the insane in 1878 Um, and you guessed it because of overcrowding the government was like fuck let's just build a new building (laughs) make it make sense, all of these guys. stories start the same way <laughs> i know make it make sense so again in 1904 they purchased this land it was near the fraser and um oh i forgot to look this up holly god damn it um <laughs> we're so bad at this i know it's where this place is too the coquitlam river oh i know exactly what word it is couldn't tell you how to pronounce yeah. it <laughs> word, that's the first and last time i'm gonna say it um, uh so um uh so it's like just like a, a nice like serene setting which they claimed would be like therapeutic for patients during treatment there was also a farm next to it so like cows equal a good time we all know that shit can we go there uh yeah <laughs> yeah sounds yeah we'll get into it i would never go there <laughs> um so for the meantime they built a temporary hospital called the hospital for the mind which started in 1909 and then in 1911 um there was a like a oh my god so just like a shit ton of trees Mm -hmm. planted um uh, a nursery and like a botanical garden constructed on the hospital lands uh which they obviously received free labor from the patients um i mean (laughs) they use it as therapeutic treatments for patients clearly air quotes i mean so i agree with that to an extent because like i feel happy when i'm in nature but 
It's but like when labor. I'm sitting there enjoying it, not when I'm like sitting there having to like free labor, <laughs> take your fucking garden for yeah. you, you know? Yeah. And um, also it's like a nursery for like plants, not for babies. Just an FYI. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. Um, so in 1913 is when the hospital had officially opened as a permanent hospital. And right off the bat, they already already had around 300 patients. These patients were all male and hospital was only fit to hold 480. By the end of the very first year, the hospital had 919 Holy patients. Holy shit. Yeah. You should see the pictures. Like the beds are just like in a hallway. Did all they not stuck get together. like fire coded back in that day, day no. and age or... Jesus. Absolutely not. They don't give a fuck. Uh, the farm next door was used again as therapeutic treatment and free patient labor was used to produce 700 tons of... Oh, my God. I went, I was going to write crops, but I wrote craps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I like crops better. Or craps better. It's way cooler. Um, and then <laughs> 2,000 tons or 2,000 gallons of milk. Uh, the hospital received funding from the Rockefeller Foundation, and it was recognized as a model of psychiatric health care. Yeah. Sounds like it. Sounds like it, right? Free patient labor, sure. Um, we all know how these were run. We all know. Um, so over the years, there were different wings and buildings built. In 1924, the acute psychopathic unit opened up. Uh, in 1930, the female chronic building opened, and then in 1934, the veterans block opened up, and they mainly treated like the shell shock pa- uh, patients yeah. from World War One. Um, and then in 1955, they ended up opening a TB unit, so tuberculosis. <sighs> I'm out of breath. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. Talking is hard. Talking's hard. Um, so by 1956, there was around 4,300 patients in the facility. In the early 1960s, um, the patient count started to decline. Um, there was like antipsychotic medications that were introduced. Uh, there was a lot of outpatient care being done, and more psychiatric units were being opened up in like regional hospitals rather it's than like. What happens when you support the mental health system? Right. Um, weird. It's weird. Uh, rather than like one like dedicated location. So as this decline continued, uh, it happened until about 2004. Um, and by then they only had about 800 patients down from that 4,000. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. In the 80s, uh, with the decline in patients, us- units were closed off in parts of the hospital and land were sold off to developers. Uh, I went through many changes with stuff being sold. So I'm going to skip ahead a bit because there's just like a shit ton of like back and forth buying and selling. And I'm not talking about that. <laughs> um, but Riverview Hospital was officially closed in 2012. There were other buildings on the property still in use, but the hospital itself was closed and abandoned. Like they have a huge, um, like they had a thousand acres. That's a shit ton of land. That's like a whole wow. town. Right. Um, so in 2017, the province began construction on the Riverview grounds for a mental health and addiction facility called Red Fishing Healing Center. It officially opened in, uh, or on October 12th, 2021 and provides oh, care to recently. about a hundred, yeah, to about 105 patients, but the grounds are still very much abandoned. Um, so obviously we know again that. The shit that went down in these places, especially in the early 1900s. Um, this place was literally labeled an insane asylum. Um, so we know it has some very, very dark history. Yeah. Um, and a lot of what I read basically said that, like, once you were in the f- this facility, like, you never got out. Like, you're, it was your death. Like, you once you're in, you're, you're dying there. Yeah. So. That sounds um, positive. 
Yeah, right. So not only did they do shock treatments here, but they also did, yeah, they also did sterilization. Oh, boy. Yeah. So at one point, the government said that sterilization sterilization of mentally unwell patients, criminals, and the poor was an acceptable measure. Yeah. As an acceptable measure to improve society, as they believed mental illness was inherited, so they enforced the Sexual Sterilization Act. Yeah. And obviously, most of their procedures were done on women. Uh, In 2003, a group of former patients started a lawsuit against the BC government saying they were sterilized between 1940 and 1968 at Riverview Hospital. Are these, Um, sorry, are these like, um, I know there was uh, a push of like indigenous women too who were like sterilized against their will. Is this part of that or is that separate? They're probably, honestly, they're probably part of it. I didn't dig too deep into like what patients were there. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they're included because they was on um, this was built on indigenous land. Yeah. And one of the First Nations groups actually put in a a land claim saying where the hospital is, it's actually their land. Wow. Yeah. So I honestly I wouldn't be surprised. And um, so in 2000, sorry, I'm about to yawn and I'm so out of breath. (laughs) (laughs) Remember we said 30 is awesome. I take that back. I take that back. Absolutely. So in 2003, a group of former patients, as I said, started the lawsuit. Um, and uh, I believe at the time, the group was around 18 to 20 people. Um, it actually got dismissed at first, but then a new trial was ordered for nine of those former patients. And actually, those nine patients won. Oh, good um, for them. Yeah. So they didn't win a lot. I think like in total, it was a sum of like 450K. Like it wasn't that great. Um, so the act I mentioned was, as I said, used to stop mental illness from being inherited. However, these women in the lawsuit were sterilized for like, like sleeping around with people. And, um, one of them was like, the like simple, the simple term was unfit to be a mother. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like one report said the women were just like stupid, basically. Like they had low intelligence, so they sterilized them. That's awful. Yeah. So I I saw... I saw reports of, like, um, indigenous women who would have, like, go, would give birth, mm-hmm. and then they would find out that they were, like, former drug users or something, and they would sterilize them, like, after giving birth. Yeah. And then be like, sorry, this is your last one, one and done kind of thing. And it's like, how, how? Like how, how is that even a thing that can happen? Yeah. Like, that's not right. Like, the, even the act said, although I, like, I 110% don't believe in the act, but it said, like, they think mental illness is inherited so that's why they input it but like these people were sterilized for like not that reason yeah they not that ster- reason yeah and so they were just doing it because they could because they could basically cause like, so gross yeah there was over 200 patients sterilized between 1933 and wow. 1968 yeah um the reports i read said they were almost all women so i don't want to say it was just women but so it was like mainly women um in 2000, both the hospital and the government came under fire when it was found out that the facility was still using electroshock therapy as a form of treatment. In 2000. In what year, sorry? 2000. Wow. Still using shock therapy. Wow. Yeah, they were using it on elderly patients for depression. In 2000. Yeah. 2000. You know what else came out in 2000? The Grinch, live action with Jim Carrey. Oh my God, did y'all... <laughs> <laughs> but just to put it in perspective yeah guys like 
Um, so one of the doctors working at the facility wrote a letter to the health minister at the time questioning the use of treatment of like the shock treatment because the government gave like the go ahead to use it. So it was all like under the books. They're like, yeah, you can use it. No problem. Um, at the time, the letter was written, which again, again, I said was 2000. Um, it was said that the shock treatment had doubled in the past four years. And then once like the letter usage of it, yeah, the usage of it. So in the last four years from 2000, it like doubled. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I just apologized to my desk. <laughs> A mess. <laughs> Um, so once this letter got out, 18 more doctors at the hospital wrote their own letter or like own letters defending the treatment. Oh my 18 God. doctors defending shock treatment on depression on elderly patients. That's so sad. That's fucked. That's so fucked. In 2000. In the year two, we're not in the 1800s. This is literally like, I would call it recent history. I was alive. Yeah. That's like fucked. we are way advanced in in science and technology now we don't need to shock people's brains because it doesn't do anything besides anything, like it kill does them. harm yeah absolutely um like if if shock treatment cured depression none of us would be fucking depressed okay <laughs> <laughs> sign me up like right <laughs> um so I know the grounds and the buildings are currently recognized like a heritage site for like their botanical gardens and like architecture. Um, so obviously with the extreme dark history, we can probably see the grounds and the buildings being haunted. Um, there are a lot of films and TV shows that have been um, used. Wow. I wrote that so fucking weird. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of, oh, there's a lot of TV shows and movies that have been filmed um, in this location. So at the Riverview hospital um, apparently it's like one of the top most film sites in Canada. Um, they Is do have like really X-Men was done. Yeah. X-Men, oh. Riverdale, um, Supernatural was film- filmed there for oh. a few episodes. Yeah. Haley mentioned that in her email too. Um, but yeah, I think Deadpool, there's a couple scenes oh in Deadpool. Oh my God. Yeah. I totally know this one. Yeah. And uh, it's like, grounds are like gorgeous, but it's a fucked up history, man. The history is not. Yeah. And, uh. Where was I? Reading is hard, guys. I'm a fucking mess. Anyways. Everything is hard right now. (laughs) I don't know why they still listen to us. This is terrible. (laughs) Um, But there have been crew members and also like there's security guards there right now. There's like constant security around the area um, saying they've seen shadowy figures and even figures of like full patients like in hospital gowns wandering like the hallways, wandering um, the grounds. Things will move on their own with no explanation. Like some of the some of the like film crews have said they like set up all their stuff and like they've had like cameras just go missing. Wow. Or like like yeah, like tech go missing. It's just it's weird. Um sometimes people have seen like a phantom dog on the grounds as well. Aw. Which is like, is it a pet or is it like a hellhound? Ooh. You know? My my head went pet first, but <laughs> To- mine went hellhound i'm sorry yeah i mean with all that negative fucking vibes around there yeah don't like that um so you get like your classic disembodied footsteps and voices doors will like slam on their own um also on like all like the units or like the wards where like the patient's room um you know how like if you're in a hospital bed now you have like the little clicker to call yeah. your nurse well they used to have like bells and apparently oh, you no. can hear bells like <gasps> ring throughout the hospital oh, that's terrifying that w- oh no i don't like that like at all i don't like that at all <laughs> yeah 
um you can like i it happened a couple years ago but they do open the grounds for people to go like tour them for free but you mm-hmm. go through like a certain time the only rule is you just can't like enter the buildings oh, okay so it's just the grounds yeah um but in Haley's email she said that there was um like the last few years they've been adding and redoing some of the buildings on the property but most of it's still abandoned so she actually lives in that area and oh, cool. um yeah so Haley, i'm gonna quote your email here um she says and i quote the atmosphere even just driving by it and looking from the road is so eerie yet beautiful and uh yeah so that's the riverview hospital Ooh, that gave me a chiver yeah i don't that like last that last line <laughs> yeah well that was exciting <laughs> it's the most like fucked up hospital it has such... that one's pretty fucked yeah there's still like they're still finding shit out about this place and all of, like the treatments that it like people went through fucking hell at this place like usually it's like it's bad but this is probably the worst one that i've read that one sounds awful and the fact that it was like most of these places by like you know the early to mid 1900s they're converted into something else or they better their practices but this place in yep. 2000 was still doing horrific practices so it's it just feels like a very evil place yeah and the government was like that's fine like keep doing it like even cool. after yeah even Sounds after like 2000, the canadian government <laughs> right even after 2000 when it came out the health minister put in like a oh my god what like an investigation into it and like about a year later there was an article that came out saying that they found like everything that they researched it's they they gave them the go-ahead to still use it it's so fucked it's so fucking stupid like what? i think it's it's wild the way that they treated people who were mentally unwell when like it's quite literally the polar opposite you know like people Mm -hmm. need compassion people need support people need you know what i mean and they're just like let's fry their brains like yeah that's so fucked i also i was thinking this the whole time too the names for all these places always start out absolutely awful it's like you know the the house of the fucked upness and the criminally insane and then like it kind of gets better as you go and they eventually end up with like riverview hospital yeah like they just fucking hated people who were mentally unwell they really did and like that's the thing it's like like reading the articles and stuff it was all like oh the mentally unstable blah 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 i'm like no i'm just gonna refer it to as like mental illness because that's what it is like guys, it is like, it's illness it's being it's, unwell yeah like we but don't they were need just to brutal. fry people's brains for yeah like Ooh, especially I, in that field like you think people would have compassion for other people but there's here we are yeah here we here are we are well thanks for that Haley. yeah i <laughs> mean i like the name of the hospital though i, I mean not to be like weird about it but like my son's <laughs> name's river so like i have to like it so yeah. <laughs> it's fitting it's, it's fitting. fitting i like the um the aesthetic of it all like i've i've seen it and it's very yeah. pretty but i kind of the how she ended her email that gave me a shiver like it's probably like it's like this i don't know beautiful but haunted and ugh. yeah and the fact that she like drives by it and like sees it all the time wild send us a picture <laughs> yeah and thanks for sending that in because like it was crazy super crazy and you saved danielle doing some research <laughs> and you did you did honestly picking it is sometimes the hardest thing because it's it like it really is there's so many and narrowing it down and so thanks for that yeah i mean i did a hospital last episode but this one i like i needed to do it so. they're probably like the easiest not easiest but like the most um common is haunted hospitals because you know they there's just so the much info unwell. on it 
And that's what I like. I like being able yeah. to find a and lot of information. And you like the history. Yeah. I, do. I like, um, like shining light onto the shitty people of this world. Absolutely. Totally. Um, on that note, come be our friend and give us more things to cover. That yeah. was that was a good one. If you have any more that you want to share with us, by all means, let us know. Yep. We have Instagram. It's a spooky hour podcast. The Twitter is at spooky hour. Email is the spooky hour podcast. 666 at gmail.com. Come Remember on. when you used to have to write that down <laughs> to read it out every oh episode? Oh my god, yes. Aww. Aww. <laughs> We've come so far, you guys. We've come so... And yet not at all. Not <laughs> We're at all. still a fucking mess. We are. Absolutely. Um, have a lovely week, friends. Stay yes. spooky. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye. Bye.